That's what I am. Okay, so moving along with Bizayan uh, Eichlim. So the next point is also pretty befeirish and very common every time we have bread, every time we break bread, as they would say. And it's Nagea to some Hilchas Muksa and Shabbos, which we're going to touch upon, which will also help us deal with what to do on Shabbos. And we will then deal with what you're supposed to have on the table when you're about to bench and how you're supposed to clean up. And all this is Nagea to the crumb issue. So let's begin with the Mishnah on Kuf Mem Gimelam and Aleph, which is page one. And before we begin the actual Mishnah, let me just mention one very important machlekes, which we have to deal with. There is a big tumult in the Achrenim when you have a din of chatzishir. Whether chatzishir is awesome in a terror or not. No malchus, you have a half a shear, half a kosevis on Yom Kippur, which is used a lot in a positive case. If you have an expectant lady or a yeledis, sometimes they can eat outright. Often it's chatzishir, le'elena o'chela. Before you go to regular shear, you eat a chatzishir. What do you gain? We pass like a b'yechen, and chatzishir is also in a terror, but it's no malchus, so it's lower. Um, well, like it's an alumnus, what the get with the iser is, but it, it's also and it's also in the iser, and it's also in the abonon. We hold like a biyachan and it's a derisa, but it's still better than a full shear. So there's a very famous chuvan chacham tzvi. We suggest possibly, it's widely quoted, question, did he mention it in the chuva, or does he actually hold like this in Maskana? But is chatzis shear a concept only by things you're eating? Or is it by the term as well? The svar that it should apply to things you're eating is that it's chatzis l'stufe, is that Within Kadeshis Pras, whatever the shear is, liquid, Kadeshis you have part now, but you could be Mitzdarif, and maybe the first part is also sort of like Zayr Dereza, if you'll call it, that you might be Mashlam the shear within the allotted time. The question over here we talk about crumbs, you can safely assume, and your assumption is correct, that we're talking about less than a Gazayas. So the Peskin right away ask many. Truth is discussed this. Why are we assuming that there's no Isser Baltashkis on less than a Kazayas? We are assuming that because we started the share with the label of this uh, subtopic is still under Bizayan Eichlin. We're going to talk about crumbs. So, why are we talking about Bizayan Eichlin? Is there by crumbs? Is there not less than Kazayas? Why don't we talk about Baltashkis? The assumption is that there is no Baltashkis less than a Kazayas. Why not? So, it's less than a Kazayas, a half a Kazayas. So, it's Chatzishir. We're not eating it, it's dependent on the Shacham Tzvi. So, Reb Chaim uh, mentions one of his many farm, Chaim Kineski, and others do as well, that it's not a din, you can't answer Baltashus Chatzishir. The concept over here is that if it's so minuscule, it's not considered Eichel. It's not Choshev enough to be Eichel, and therefore there's no Iser. That's an important, that's one of many, many answers. But everybody agrees there's no Isabel Tashkis. If you have it all in one cleat, one board, are they mitzvah, different crumbs, do you guys? That's a discussion. Possibly yes. We'll, we'll touch upon that. But we're not discussing Baltashkis. We're discussing, even if Lu Yitzur, you have something that's not choshev enough 
not to throw out because nobody's machshavit or doesn't have a din oichel. Less than a kazayis, normally a chil is kazayis. Kippur happens to be different because he's super daite. So there's no it's about tashis, but interestingly enough, they, there is some bizayin eichlin on some level. We can't just say, well, it's not food at all, and you can do whatever you want. We have latitude of what we can do, but you see from here, it's limited. Yes, you look like you... Uh, you can, but... It's interesting. You, if you take a step back and you finish the machayi zabiyach and lakish, and mabiyach and darsh is a pasuk, so in reality, the first thing you should ask, Taisa sort of deals with it in the Sugiyas, is why should you be Darish time at a crowd? It's like Zayas HaKasa. So, Chazas Tufe is not really necessary. So, the problem in the Sugiyah, which we won't get into now, is Chazas Tufe is not mentioned by Rishayim and Achrenim. It's mentioned in the Gemara. That's what Taisa says. What do you need Chazas Tufe for? It's based on a Pasuk. Why do you need both Sfaras? So, it's Chazas Tufe pushing us to Darish in the Pasuk that way, for one possibility. But Chazda Tufa is not the only thing that defines it. That's the short answer to the question. It is a Gzeris HaKazim. So it's a Gzeris HaKazim. It's not Chazda Tufa. It's not Midi Many, many Acharanim hold that uh, we don't go with this Havamina or possible Maskana or concept of the Chacham Tzvi. And it applies in other areas besides direct Achila. And over here we happen to be talking about Eichel. But Abchayim and others say it's not the point. It's not a question of, well, how can you behave about Tashis? It's a Hatsi Shir. So you don't get Malkus, but you don't get Malkus anyway by, by food as a Machlekes, whether the same thing as trees. He says that's not the point. The point is it's not going to because it's a crumb and nobody's Machshavit. So that's important. Coming into the Sugya, the Sugya doesn't deal with this directly. The working principle seems to be it's not Baltashis and it's not even heavy on the Bizayin Eichel. You could do a lot with crumbs that you wouldn't be able to do with regular food in terms of design, especially bread, which we've seen over the last few, Sharon, we do put on a pedestal, where more makele by crumbs. The question is how makele, and as I mentioned last night, this has to do a little bit with schoolers for panasa, so everybody's going to listen up. With that introduction, let's see the Mishnah. Yes? Is this applied to matzah as well? Yeah, matzah makes even more crumbs than, uh, speaking of which, if anybody wants, uh, people sent in pictures today of bowls for soup. Made in Borough Park. <laughs> so, can't seem to get away from this so quickly. And there's one nice, which will answer your question, but it's pretty brittle. It's matzah. So, you're wondering how you can make it the bread. But the person sent it says they have one for bread also. This happens to be in a Sephardic uh, type bakery. And it looks like a matzah bowl. It's made out of matzah. And they put soup in it. So, that's probably easier to finish. It's thinner, it's a cracker. You dip it in anyway. But Lamaisa, it seems to be a booming industry. Uh, so we're going to have the same issue with matzah and matzah. When it's matzah shalmitzvah, is even more halig. Sfarim bring down. You shouldn't uh, feed that to, uh, to, to your pet if you have one. If you know anybody that has one, make sure you don't. Matzah's mitzvah is off limits. Other mitzvah, maybe the one that's miyuchid, uh, suddenly price-wise not worth it. The dog is not that nice. Let's see the Mishnah. Ma'avirim. Now, we're talking about cleaning off on Shabbos. This is a um, Muxa issue. And guess the Bach, Shochan. We take off Perurin, Pachas Mikazayas. Is that a Chiddush? Well, it is, because Perurin, Pachas Mikazayas, based on the Sephardah we just said, is not really food. That's why you're allowed to throw it out. So, if it's not food, to be not Muxa on Shabbos, you've got to be something. You've got to be a Kli. You gotta be a food item. You have to be something. You have to be a somebody, not to be muksa. Otherwise, 
we banish you to the Muksa side of the kingdom. And crumbs don't really cut it, no pun intended. It's not a food anymore. It's not a clay. It has no use. Hence the problem, what do you do at the end of the meal? The obvious diak over here, which we will see Rav Nissim will make, is that during the meal, crumbs are not muksa. Isn't that interesting? Yes, an item that five minutes ago was a muksa and now is. Fascinating concept. That's not common by muksa. Got something breaks it, now muksa now, but didn't break. You just decided to bench. Answer is, while you're eating, people go like this, and they nibble, and they go like this, and they So it's not muksa then, but you decide to bench, no one's coming back for the crumbs. So now it's muksa. So the question will be, how do you get rid of it? So Mishra says you can. Why? Saving grace is not muksa just yet. Next uh, part will be, when it is muksa, how do you get rid of it? Neishahu meichel behema. Now, that's assuming you have some behemoths around. This is going to be very important, Hilchas Muksa. In general, we discussed uh, various times the people who have the problem with their freezer. I think one Lael Shabbos we discussed it with all the frozen meat falling out and moving it over. And you've got to get to the other stuff. And the heter, perceived heter, alleged heter, I should say, is that it's chazilunzi, human beings suck on it. Well, we don't do that anymore, so that's out. And the other alleged heter is you feed it to your dog. Well, you've got to have a dog, or you have to have enough dogs in the neighborhood that it's really shyach that they always come over to you for handouts, or things that are ready for chickens. You have to have chickens. The pest can say it has to be a real option. It doesn't have to be an option right here all the time, but it has to be an option, which cuts out most of the uh, heterim for our non-pet society unless goldfish maybe you're dropping in the crumbs, that would talk be good for the fish. <coughs> so right now the Mishnah says, crumbs can be used, chicken feed, goldfish, whatever it is. Go to the Gemara. Ma'avim me'al shulchan pirum. Asaylo rabbi yechanan, dam rabbi yechanan. Let's read carefully because there are two girses over here. Asaylo rabbi yechanan, dam rabbi yechanan, pirum, the girses we have in front of us, she'ein bahem kezayis. Despite the fact they don't have a gazayas, also la'abdam biyad. You can throw them out, but you can't destroy them biyad. Well, take a look at Rashi, and this is going to make a big difference in Rashi tastes over here. Also la'abdam biyad, second Rashi in the Gemara, there's a bracket around it. Says you can carefully pick it up, but you shouldn't throw it in a garbage with really bad garbage. Because that'll be Ma'abi Bidyad, and that's Bizayan. And even though it doesn't have a Gazayas, it's a Bizayan. That's the Gears of Rashi. Take a look at Tesis. I bracketed the end, but uh, let's start from the beginning because it'll be uh, here to help us understand the background. Pir and Shemem Gazayas, also Lad the Miyad. Pir Shakunshin, the Tan Mavir, and Velokatani Zarkin, Rukasha, Larebi. Tibrashanami, Katani Mavir, Ma'ala Shokhan, Atzimus, Vaklipim. The beginning of this mission, no, we're talking about Muksa, what you can take off, what you can't take off, what is Muksa, what's not Muksa. And um, these things are type of Thomas Aklip and not rather behema because they have no food value. So the diak in the in the board of the Mishnah, the Rashi says it says Mavir and but it doesn't say throw it out in the garbage. The Shamash, as he clears off the table, if he knows how to learn, knows the sugya, he'll take the things that have a kazayas, the crumbs that have a kazayas. Umeniach, but he'll leave the Purim Shein Bam Why? Because 
there's nothing you're going to do with them. There's no baltashchis, and if they get thrown out, they get thrown out. Masayle the Rabbi Yechanan, the Gemara there says, Masayle Rabbi Yechanan, the same Rabbi Yechanan. Da Amar Pirun Shein Bam Kazayis Mutur Laavdam Biyad. This is claim. This is a fair Rishon Gemara that if it doesn't have a Kazayis, it's not food, and you can't be Ma'am Bid Biyad. Here Shaligus Hasam Aser Venir the Rabbi. The Achigasina and the Gears and Agamara should be Mutter, Vadaik Meditzach, Lamisib Nesha, who Michael Behema, the Haina Mashma, the Chazal Adam, the Havikashar Michael Behema, Mutter Labdan. So, two very interesting things. He says, The dig over here is, Rabbi Yechahol's lesson of Gazai is, is Mutter Babin Biyad. Why? Because Michael Behema is not Michael Adam, so there's no Bizayan. And over here, it's Havi, the last line is important, Havikashar Michael Behema, Mutter Labdan. Interesting. It sounds like there's no baltashchis. Why? Because it's very small, so there's no baltashchis, and there's no bizayin, because bizayin only applies to bread. That's roi laadam, and less than a gazai. It's not a food. There's not, why? There's no isachasishir, there's no isachasishir, there's no isachasishir of anything. So Taisus, unlike Rashi, says the gears is mutter. So right now we have a heter, despite the fact we asked for throwing bread, and we asked for all sorts of things with bread, maybe using a spoon if you don't eat the spoon. If it's less than Gazai, it's nothing to worry about, and you would look around at the end of every Suda. Seems to be Kahua Minig. People are not worried about crumbs. There are people who eat it, but we're not worried about crumbs, typically. There's Mutabdad and Biyad. Take a look at the next page. And we will see in Shulchan Aruch and in Mishabur with a couple of very interesting footnotes. And we'll get a quick review of how to deal with it when you have something on the table that is Muksa, which happens, kemat, in every suit, and a lot of people are not focused on it. The mission is talking about a few different cases, and the ones that are not royal, even for Achilles, Behema, are going to be muksa, and the perurian lesson of Gazayas, you could still feed it to your chickens, a goldfish if you have, and therefore it's not muksa. Take a look at Chab Zayin and the Mechaber. Atzama Shuruyan Leklovim, which is most bones. Klifin Shuruyan Lamaycha Behema, you can remove them, you don't have to do they're not muksa because it has some use. Take a look at the Mishabur first. Even though they had meat on them, or chicken on them when you started, and now they're bare, isn't that interesting? It's a type of neilad. It wasn't royal animals, because animals wouldn't, well, the animals would probably be happy to eat it, but you weren't going to serve it to them. So, put it that way, that would be Baltashis, uh, and now they're bare bones of Hilachi Shari, Kulshar Kane, Misparkin, by Gems. Certainly, if they're bones before Shabbos, even if they became bones on Shabbos and you ate all the meat, that's not considered Nailu. There's one sheet that it is, we hold it's not, and therefore, if it were Nailu, it would be worse than Muksa, it's a severe form of Muksa. It's not, and you could take it off the table, and there's no Muksa issue. Perurin, Vechulu, bottom line. Hadab Nei Kadnusa and Stama Undem Raklamaycha Behema Vaifus, because, as we will see later, the Mishabur holds a good idea to feed it to the birds, because why waste it? But technically, it's not really Michael Adam. Kazayis, Aim Ashagasav Nusham. Take a look at the footnote on the next page for a moment, 116 and 117. So, what I mentioned before from Nisan Karolitz. 116, you see in the second column toward the end. Amna Bashasa Suda, Dasagam Nisan Karolish, Aina Purin, Shal Shulchan, Shavam Muksa, Fila Makam, Shaina Behemoth, Matsuyas. You don't need Behemoth for that. Ah, the lesson of Kazayas, it would have been Muksa had the Behemoth not been using it. Because during the meal, I read Derech Ulaychem, Terech Suda. People eat crumbs during the meal. Maybe they're bored. But 
they'll uh, they'll fish around for it. Unless they get uh, dirty or they get wet. If you pull them together, if you want to make croutons, less than gazayas, and your wife puts them at the edge of the table to be shamer them, then even though they're less than gazayas, even without animals, they wouldn't be muksa either. Then he points out a second thing, which I think we'll all agree is true. Did you ever notice by kakash cake or brownie or anything like that, they also have a lot of crumbs. No one's leaving them on the table. Why? Nobody's hungry either. But for some reason in our mind, that's a good piece of brownie. Yes? No. Why? If they're animals around. That's the Mishnah. Yeah, because we assume they're animals that will eat it. No, he's, he's not arguing. It's the same. It's the same. Get, I'll, I'll show you in a minute when we go right to the Machaber in a case where it is Muksa, he's going to spell that out. With, right, 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 right. No, so because by definition, there are Atsamas and some eggshells, let's say, that aren't even Royal Bahamas. He has to mention the ones that are Royal Bahamas. Crumbs, by definition, are great for your goldfish and your um, chickens or whatever else. So it always happens. It doesn't have to be spelled out. It was obvious. Uh, the next paragraph in footnote 116. So I think we'll all agree on that, Matthias. People are always picking up crumbs of cookies and cake. It tastes good, even the crumbs. A little crumb of it, so not that it's cheaper. It doesn't taste as geschmack, and therefore we don't always pick it up. So that means that even at the end of the suit, even after you set an alamichia, uh, right after you bench, you have some cake left over, that, even if there are no animals around, that won't be muksa. Take a look at 117. Here's the school of Panasa based on the Gemara, or lack of school of Panasa. Even though you give less than it's kasha That doesn't appear that often. You have schools for Panasa, it's good for Panasa. Here it's very bad for Panasa. The good news is that it's only when you really mavaza them, like step on them. Again, I would think being Zarek Lamayim is a Bizayan also. Maybe because we're very finicky, maybe today it would be considered. And sometimes the Gemara like, oh, a little wet, so what? Not to be such a chach. But if you're stepping on them, what would be of them? A bowl, a plate, a tablecloth, a challah board. But Lamaisa, the Kashalanias Panosa issue is only when. You step on them, and that's what we're going to see later on, the theme that we always try to clean up in a way where you're not brushing them on the floor, which in our homes you wouldn't do anyway, typically, because people might step on them. Some people do brush them on the floor, and then they have somebody sweeping up. If they're sweeping up as they're brushing on the floor, okay. If they're not, I wouldn't advise that. If I come back an hour later, I wouldn't advise that, because it's in Miller Grand Central Station, and somebody's going to step on them, and that's a design. That's kashalanias. Uh, similar to nails, if you want to take an example. Okay, that's the first line of the Machaber. Go back to the page before again. So then there are Machmirim that things can be Messiah of them, but that's a Chumrah already. They, if Mikra then they're less than Kazayas. Now, just uh, a word on Kazayas. 
the fact that, speaking of matzah, we're very machmer in the Shir Kazayas. One time a year, Pesach comes, very nice, you want to be machmer. A Kazayas just might be the size of an olive. I know that sounds a little bit odd. That's not that big. You ever see olives at home in a jar? They're quite small. So when you gauge this, don't say, well, it doesn't look like my matzah serving on Lel Seder, so it must be I can throw them out or do whatever I want. We're talking about, this sugi is about uh, stepping on them, and it's dafka, the sugi of less than a gazayas. The Meraglim Zaysen? No, no, nobody goes with that shir. I, I mentioned to you, uh, you weren't out of you there, but Mincha, some, uh, almost like a nice nigla, somebody happened to come over to me today and tell me it was the Tribuna of Yardzeit, where my grandmother's name was Whiteville. Family. So I said, why are you telling me that? He says, no, everybody wants to know. Chabina Rav. I said, well, I wanted to know, but you didn't tell anybody else. Thank you very much. I didn't say Tachlan, but only because I sounded this morning. Not because of the Chabina Rav. He wasn't, so he was Heimish, but it wasn't a, wasn't a Chassidus. So he told me, I don't know what his Shaykhist to Chabina was, but he said a story similar to the famous story with the Chavetz Chaim that is actually true. Both stories. But the one with the Chavetz Chaim, he had a very small Becher for Kiddush. The reason is because, as we have seen to be speaking about a lot in this sugya, they're very poor in Europe. The Chavaz Chaim is very poor in a very poor region. And uh, typically, Lel Shabbos, he made on challah because he couldn't afford wine. And Shabbos Badei, he made on reconstituted uh, raisin dregs or something like, like a, something that looked a little bit like wine. And on top of all that, his case was very small. Because they couldn't afford. That was... That was typical. And uh, some say that he continued making a challah. Somebody would have been happy to sponsor some wine for the Chavah time, I'm sure, which he probably would have taken. But he said something involved in the story was that there was uh, some Ysaymer or Mona needed help, whatever, and he pledged a lot of money, which he paid off over 30 years. And he said, I can have challah, well, Shabbos, I can use the money for that. So that's typical of the Chavah time. But with all that, even by day, the Shia was very small. Poland is, was landlocked. Well, was. I don't know if it is because I don't know which war they're holding in. Do they have a port now? Yaakov? Somewhere near? There's they some... They have a port? Okay. It was basically... It was... They were importing it. It's also cold. They were importing it. It's cold, yeah. Yeah, it's not because of landlocked. It's also... It only has one port. That was in the time of... After Russia, next it didn't exit. It's in the north. It's in the north. It doesn't really help much. Why? Yeah, yeah. So it's very expensive. Importing then was not flying it in or... Easily shipping it in. Wine is expensive, and uh, if you had no money to begin with, it was, if you were drinking any, they had small cases. It's not a surprise. So, this fellow this morning told me of all the stories to share with me. You know, you know, I don't know if he knows one, the Sugya with uh, Shirem and Zaysim. He says, You know, the Chabina Rov's case is very small. I said, I've heard that about a lot of Gazelim who came from Europe. And he said, It was very small. He said, One time they felt it wasn't right, so. Somebody came over to him and bought him a brand new becher, and he presented it to him. Big sheer. And he's looking at it, looking at it, he says, Staka, said in Yiddish, Staka, very nice for a Keshul Elio. It was probably smaller than what we have. It's fine, we can afford it. Baruch Hashem, my machmer for the Sheikh Haznish, and then some, fine, and it's all good. But you have to understand uh, the rafchus and thank Baruch of what we have. And you also have to know if you can't handle that much wine or that much matzo, what the real shear is, which is, uh, I think people do know. 
So when we talk about Kazesim over here, keep in mind that um, it should be Yetzi, the Shita, in the other way, that it's really less than a Gazayas. Next part, there are two words left to the page on page two. Aval im, page three, or page four, skip the notes. Not all shells are of interest to animals. Also, because now the humans don't need it. Now you don't, even if you had animals, they wouldn't need it either. So now what do you do? This is the, what the Mishnah is dealing with. How do you get it off the table? You want to clean off the table. This is, as the people served desserts. I don't know. Um, people are still serving it just for the novelty, I guess. <coughs> Peanuts come in shells. Some people still like to buy the peanuts in the shell. I don't, they must have extra time. Garinim. Uh, Garinim is a good example. They taste better, do they? You can get unsalted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's fresh, maybe. Garinim is taka just for the, to get out the nervousness of the... It's not worth the effort being about Tashkas on time. I can get you a whole bag of Garinim shelled driver. already in a fraction of the time. Uh, the answer is it's not fun. I understand. I'm not criticizing anybody. People, you know, it's a good way to... Uh, minimize how much you eat because you have to peel each one. Ah, uh, that's a nice deal in the Kapschus. I don't think uh, that's why. Because it's something to do. I don't, not, not to, it's like, you know, instead of smoking, it's much better than smoking. So, Lamaisa, if you have garinim shells or peanut shells, uh, I don't know too much about chickens, but the Mishabura, who did know a lot about chickens, said no one's eating these things. Not the humans and certainly not the cows and the chickens. So now it's really muksa. So how do you get it off the table? So we're going to grasha raise the last hetter. We'll get to that. There, there we have we have other hetter before that, which we're going to quickly review now. But this needs a little focus. A lot of people don't know, and they just look at the table. There's garbage on the table, you know. So now what? Sometimes they play with it. That's usher. You can't play with muksa. Is something you just finish getting all the nervousness out of your system by peeling the whole thing? You can't now go squish them and uh, play with them more. If it's muksa, it's muksa. Uh, kids use it for what? Your kids must be very old from the free of the Gaderas. My kids, they don't even play kugeloch anymore, let alone uh, what? Bottle caps already. We had a Mila. I got a couple just to make it a psychological ichvasle. We had a shear on that. They're not playing with shells. I don't know. Your kids are Baruch Hashem, very not spoiled. I'm very impressed. Uh, let's see the Mishnah Berurah Kufyud Gimel and Achlibin Gonklibi Agayzim Uveitzim. These two examples. Cholki Agavna. No one's eating them. Not the animals. Not the humans. And they're really muksa. So what do you do? So top line machabe elamanar esa tavla vehein neiflim. So take the tavla's the uh, plate or the challah board or whatever you had it on, and don't touch the muksaidim. Pick it up and have them tilt them on outside. Take a look at kufya dalid. Ruyin huadim batzamishem kashim shen ruyin mafil leklavim. This will include bones, by the way. It's rare this is going to be a problem because most people in America don't get every sliver of meat off those bones and most bones on top of that have marrow and they're good to suck. So you have to have a dry bone that you mamish got everything off. Uh, we're not that makpid on baltashkas yet. We didn't finish the sugya. So that, it's, it's not common that you're going to have this problem with the bones. Then Nisparka b'Shabbos b'Ayjum of Akolza Dafka im Nisparka legamer that Fukim Nishtayer makes his baser alzamas. I just mentioned mutla tatla some agav abasam. There was a famous machlekes for Amisha and Shlomo Zalman, which they found out wasn't a machlekes. It was just a different mitzias, and that is the issues of 
Chazara of Chontz, Chazara is normally only is Durabanan, but if it still has some cooking to do, then it's a lot worse. And it's so there are a lot more machmer because they said there are bones in there, and every time you cook it, it gets softer. And Moshe was just makel. And they figured that it's not really machlekes. And I just throw, they had less meat and they want to keep cooking the bones. They want to be able to bite into them and eat them, and that's the process. In America, we don't do that typically. And therefore, it's not what it's there for. So we don't, even though it's happening, we don't consider that part of the Mice visual. So, Mishabur is talking about there's mamish bare bones, there's nothing on there. So what do you do? Because you have two choices. You can pick up the object with the eggshells and the uh, peanut shells and then dump it in garbage. Or you could take a fork and a knife and knock it off into the garbage. If you want to use the place to serve something else or to uh, sit there, we'll get to your graph already in a minute if it's just bothering you. If there are so many that it's already wet and dirty and most, Graf Sharei. I had to, you yelled out, it's the third one, because that's the most difficult one. Not everything's a Graf Sharei. You, know, you know what Rei is in English, I don't have to explain. So, Graf Sharei is pretty bad. A couple of shells, Pampinos, there's not, nobody goes, ugh, I, I, can you get that away from me? It's disgusting. Graf Sharei. You don't want to leave it on the table, so you say, if you need the Mokum, you know, you're, you're pushing it away with something else, you're, you're lifting up the whole object, you're putting it there, it's outside. That's okay. The graf sharei is a is a different uh, different madrega. Best to shove them into a plate. Yeah, it's best to to chacham when you're eating them. Make sure you have a plan for the muksa in the first place. Yeah, that would be that would be ideal. Why? You can yeah. You know, you know, follow one of these things, but plan ahead because yeah, I'm all over the place. If you're serving on plastic, which many people do, we won't tell them the shots and calls, but. You know, it's tilt them on that side also. If it's all the plastic, it's all the plastic. That's, that's pretty easy. But you should have a plan. First, you've got to realize we do create a lot of muksa, even bismanazer, or maybe especially bismanazer. A lot of things we don't eat. And I do think the chicken and the meat has uh, some presence still on the bones. I don't know if the bones will be a problem. Yeah, yes, that would be, it's on the thing, like uh, things. That would, be, uh, that would be okay also. But again, a lot of people just aren't focusing and they're, they're like playing with it and they're moving it around. That, that's, you have a one-time head to do this. And um, the reason this is here is because, again, if you have animals, less than gazayas won't be an issue. If nobody's eating it and there are absolutely no animals around, then it will be an issue and you have to come on to one of these at term. Go to page five. Take a look at footnote 118, first of all. You have to be there. He says, yes, chickens will eat eggshells. I guess they tried it. And they enjoy it, and they ate it once, twice. But if that's not the dare to feed them, you have to have animals, you have to have animals that the dare to feed them, this type of item... And then there's what to discuss. And if that's not the case, then it's still going to be muksa. 119, as we said, marrow. If you could chew it, suck it. 
But it has to be the day people do it, and I think there's, it's becoming popular now. Sometimes they tell me restaurants you can order just the bones, they'll suck on it. And we're not doing it because poor, Baruch Hashem, but it's tasty, and that's good enough to take it out of the muksa gather. Uh, take a look at 121. So, he brings an interesting machlekes. Once you have a real grasharei, which I don't think these peels are necessarily. If they really get dirty and gooey, if you have a heter gasharei, should you try the other heter tulchmanatzad first, or is it an automatic heter? You can now take it off the yad. So he brings a machlekes. It's mashma from the way the Mishabur says it. So even in a Rav Sharei, I'm mentioning that because that's important, because A, it's Rav Meisha here in America, and B, a lot of these things we're calling Grav Sharei are not really Grav Sharei. So you, it's better to go with the other eights because Ramay Shal's even as Grav Sharei, that's still a secondary option. Go to the next page, which says page one actually is 923. Okay, let me just introduce for one minute. The, this is the background to the Perurim. The next halacha is going to be also Inyane Parnasa related on the positive side that we just said that uh, less than gazai is not considered food, not a chatzishir, and you could do whatever you want, you can be ma'abedem, but don't step on them, because that's a bizayin. That's bad for panosah. There's a din, benching, which is kufpe, which is going to be the next sermon we're going to see, that when you're about to bench, you should not clear off all the bread, and if there are pieces or even possibly crumbs, you should leave it there for benching. And there can be many reasons for this, but one of the reasons that's similar on the positive side for the panasa issue is that when you're benching, you're asking Hashem for bracha and panasa. And as we know from the uh, oil that poured, when you, you can have nothing in your cupboard but a little jug of oil, and Alicia's going to make nisim in a flows, Hashem's going to make nisim in a flows, Alicia's going to daven for it. And he asked her first, do you have any shemen? He says, yeah, I got about 10 cents worth. What's that going to do? And he said, just take it, bar empty kalim, and start pouring. So if you're doing an ace, it's an ace nigla. Poured and poured and poured and poured. And what do you have to start with something? The answer is, you usually nisim, even nisim work, but the bracha is something that's there already. So you leave these things on the table that you're asking for bracha. The bracha should be chal on the bread, which represents the panasa, the main staff of life. And the bracha will be chal on that. And that's why... We leave it on the table. Not everybody knows this. It's a fairish chaber, and we will investigate uh, what you should be leaving, and if you don't have something, what you should be bringing. Mitzvah Shem will see that on Monday.